episode 23. Today, I'm talking about wireless pill bottles with Josh Stein from AdhereTech. American healthcare entrepreneurs and executives you want to know. Talking. Relentlessly seeking value. You probably don't have to work more than a couple of minutes in the healthcare industry before you realize that fighting adherence is like fighting a dragon with a hundred heads. Today, I'm speaking with Josh Stein from AdhereTech, who is tackling the adherence issue from an interesting perspective, which is live time. In other words, right at the moment of truth, right at the decision point where a patient is deciding whether or not to take their medication, are they taking it or are they not? So the AdhereTech technology, which is a wireless pill bottle connected to uh, a very complex back end, is in that moment with the patient. I'll let Josh explain more about how his his technology works. I think you'll find this interview as interesting as I did. Welcome to the program this morning, Josh. Thanks so much. Really happy to be here. Let's talk about you for a moment. Who exactly are you? Yes. So uh, my name is Josh Stein. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called AdhereTech. And we make smart pill bottles to help patients take their meds at the right time. Before this, I've worked at a number of different technology companies, both you know, early stage and later stage. I have my MBA from Wharton, undergrad degree from Washington University in St. Louis. And uh, yeah, serial entrepreneur, I guess, is a pretty fair description. You know what, Josh? I did not realize you went to Wharton. I did as well. Oh, awesome. What year? Uh, way before you, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I graduated in 2012. It was just such a fantastic experience all around. Well, I'm quite a bit older than you in that case. I graduated in 90. Cool. Yeah. What, what inspired you to go this direction? You know, what, why did you open this company? Both my parents are in healthcare. Dad's a doctor, mom's an occupational therapist. And the inspiration for HeroTech was sort of born out of a conversation I had with them probably in about like 2008 or nine. Um, like I said, I've always been a serial entrepreneur and I was sort of asking them about the biggest problems in healthcare. They opened my eyes to the issue of medication non-adherence. I always knew it was a problem. I was not really aware of the size and scope of the problem. Patients don't take their meds. Biggest problem in healthcare. Average adherence rates are really low, about 60%. The reason why that's so bad is because of the effects that has on the population. Every year, non-adherence in the U.S. alone contributes to 125,000 premature deaths, $300 billion in increased costs, and $100 billion in lost revenues. So, I mean, just an enormous problem. So, I said, you know, it would be really valuable if someone could create a pill bottle that would help patients take their meds. At the time, my idea was for, you know, some simple bottle that would beep when it was time for you to take your meds. Wrote that down in my book of ideas, you know, that most entrepreneurs have. And when I started business school in 2010, my goal was to found a healthcare company upon graduation. Wharton has tons of great entrepreneurial programs and support networks, et cetera. And I really explored the idea, uh, you know, full time in school. I learned a lot from the resources at school to make it. I learned a lot about the value of not only making it smarter, so not just something that would beep, but something that would, you know, collect and send data and analyze data. But uh, I also learned about the value of the data that would be collected. That would be collected. Accurate 
granular adherence data has value on a sort of population health level, even beyond just, you know, the one-on-one patient level. But uh, yeah, so explored the idea in school, built a business plan, business models. By the time I graduated, also had a licensed patent. Then I, I enrolled in Blueprint Health upon graduation, which is an early stage healthcare incubator here in New York. Recruited some great co-founders, and that was in 2012. And two years later, here we are with real bottles being used by patients, tons of data coming in. And uh, yeah, things are definitely on the right track. I'm fascinated by a couple of things you said, and I definitely want to circle back to the data collected and its use in population health. But before we get there, just let's get a little bit grounded on your your company a bit more. Who exactly are your customers? I mean, who's hiring you to create these wireless pull bottles for them these days? You know, we we looked at the value chain in healthcare and we said, you know, when you improve medication adherence, who really benefits? One of the best things about creating a medication adherence company is that literally every party in healthcare benefits when you improve adherence. One of four ways. You have patients, caregivers, family members, they see improved health and well-being. So that's number one. You see, you know, healthcare practitioners, CROs, researchers, they're able to develop or provide a better product and service because, you know, now they have patients taking their meds. And then, you know, the two other major classes uh, of, you know, beneficiaries are those that either see reduced cost. So those are health, uh, you know, payers and providers because now patients are healthier, less expensive interventions are needed. And then you see parties that have increased revenues. These are like pharma and pharma companies. Patients are taking more meds. They sell more. So we said, okay, every party benefits. Now who do we target? And initially, and this really is our model going forward, but the way we thought about it was, okay, we want to get this into patients' hands for free because typically patients don't pay for healthcare and they don't like paying for healthcare. So we don't want patients to pay who are we going to get to pay so that patients will use it for free? After a lot of thought and analysis, we said pharma companies and CROs, they have direct benefit the moment patients start using the bottle. Pharma companies, because you know, patients are taking more meds, they see increased revenues. And CROs, because if this is a tool for clinical trials, and I should probably take a step back and say pharma benefits on our more commercial model. High-cost specialty meds are packaged in our bottles. Patients consume more meds. Pharmacies increase revenues because patient drug consumption is closer to the optimal prescribed level. And then on the clinical side, you have uh, CROs and pharma companies. They benefit when our bottles are used in clinical trials in two major ways. Number one, and it both has to do with adherence tracking. But uh, you know, number one, we are we collect granular real-time adherence data, which can then be correlated to drug efficacy and toxicity. So that gives added insights into how well drugs are working. Number two, we can also identify which patients are not adherent in trials, remove them early on, or replace them, thus reducing the time and cost of trials. So uh, yeah, those are the two parties that benefit. They pay free for patients. So let me get this straight. We've got four benefits. We have improved health and well-being for the patients. We have developed a better healthcare service because Mm -hmm. we've got accurate outcomes data, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, reduce cost and increase revenues for, for example, pharma companies. I think it's interesting, though, that this is very much of a shared priority. Despite the fact that pharma might increase revenues, for example, at the end of the day, patients are getting better care. So I think it's a perfect example of 
everyone's ideal world being reached by really the same impetus, which is improved adherence. Totally. I mean, it, it really is one of those unique problems where when you create solutions, everyone is better off. I mean, one of the many great reasons why the adherence space is so exciting. It has always seemed to me to be exactly, exactly that. It, it's mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the crux of, of many evils that if you track it back to the source and solve the adherence dilemma, which is, as we all know, <laughs> extremely large and much easier said than done. But at the end of the day, it, it, it is the root of lots of evil. Totally. So it sounds like your product is used in two ways, one for clinical trials, as you said, for CROs, and then other on the commercial side. So actually after the drug is approved by the FDA and being prescribed to real to real patients. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Could you talk about how the the back end of this works? You know, so say that I am prescribed, as you mentioned, a high end uh, or a high cost pharmaceutical and the pharma company has decided that it would be helpful to have, you know, my pill in your bottle. H- how does how does that work? How do, how do I get that bottle? Yeah, for sure. Um, it might be most sensible. I'll, I'll tell you, you know, sort of how the bottle works, and then that'll make the back-end description easier to digest. Yeah, great idea. Basically, what we've done is we've put cellular technology inside of a pill bottle. Just like no matter where you bring your cell phone or if you have a pager, it's always connected. Our bottle is that same technology. What the bottle does is every time the patient uses the bottle, the bottle automatically sends us data no matter where it is. Sends us data and our system automatically compares what patients are doing to what they should be doing. If it notices a discrepancy like a patient didn't take their meds, then we intervene and we do that in a series of fully customizable ways. So we have on-bottle lights and chimes so the bottle can light up different colors, it can beep. We also can intervene via automated phone call or text message alert. Based on the patient preference, we can send them an automated phone call to a landline or to a cell phone, or we can send them a text message to cell phones, smartphones. Basically, whatever needs to be done, we can send them. Uh, The messages can be tailored. We can ask patients why they miss doses. We can route the patient's reasons for missing doses to the appropriate party for real-time interventions. But, you know, that's the real 30,000-foot view of what we're doing. And then, you know, all data is populated on our real-time dashboard that our customers have access to. And of course, all data, you know, is HIPAA compliant, can be fully anonymized, et cetera. Now that I have that explained, uh, to answer your question about, you know, how patients get their meds in a bottle, it's fair to describe us as early stage, even though, you know, we are working with a top three pharma company, a top five pharma company, and a top 15 pharma company. So we've been really lucky to see adoption at this early stage, but at this current point in time, we are mainly distributed through one of three sites. Uh, It's either, you know, hospital pharmacies, study sites for, you know, clinical trials and research purposes, but the commercial model, the real bread and butter, is we are currently distributed through mail order specialty pharmacies. The way that patients get their meds in our bottle is, you know, with the status quo, the patient will, before they fill, let's just use an expensive cancer medication as an example, they will have a phone conversation with a case manager at that specialty pharmacy. Just because these drugs are so expensive, you know, the case manager wants to make sure the patient understands everything and wants another fill of the prescription. During that same conversation, the case manager asks, well, first of all, educates the patient about our solution, basically says, hey, you know, we are using 
a new smart pill bottle system? Are you interested in receiving your meds in, our, in, in this bottle? There's nothing you have to set up, nothing new you have to do. The bottle will just remind you if you forget. If patients opt in, we basically ask the patient, okay, well, what's your phone number and uh, what's your ideal dosage time? And that's all we need to collect from the patient. Next thing the patient knows, you know, they get their meds in an adhere tech bottle in the same exact way that they would get their meds in a traditional medication bottle. Yeah, they, they use it normally. And if they forget, we have customized interventions that vary based on drug, disease state, patient. But uh, yeah, really quick and easy from the mail order specialty pharmacy. And then it would seem like that the, the patient experience would be very seamless. Maybe you could just go into a little bit more details. So I'm a patient. I forgot to take my med. What, what happens? I know you said there's lights and text messages, but what's the sort of sequence of events? Yeah, so I'll tell you our, our default setting with the caveat that different customers want to change all of these features in different ways. So some will want, you know, the first thing I'm about to describe to be turned off, or some will want this message to say this to this patient, that to that patient. So totally customizable, but this is the default. Let's just say a patient has their ideal dosage time at 8 a.m. From 7 a.m. At, or at 7 a.m., the bottle will start pulsing blue, just blue light, sort of a gentle way of calling the user over. And that blue pulsing light will last until 8.30 a.m. So remember, 8 a.m. was their dosage time. That means the bottle pulses from 7 to 8.30, which we call the ideal dosage window. Again, everything's fully customizable. We could make this longer or shorter, et cetera. At 8.30, which is a half hour after the ideal dosage time, we say, okay, you know, this dose is late. Time to send that reminder to the patient and or caregiver. So at 8.30, two things happen. Number one, the bottle, instead of pulsing blue, will now pulse red and beep. So that's number one. Number two is the patient and or caregiver will get their phone reminder. This can be sent in the form of a text message or an automated voice phone call. But they will get that phone reminder telling them to take their meds. That happens at 8.30. Now, an hour after that, so 9.30, the bottle will be pulsing red and beeping, but it's not a constant thing. We you know, do it you know, every X minutes based on customer preference so the bottle doesn't annoy people. But at 9.30, now we say, okay, this dose is probably missed. So now we reach out to the patient again and we ask them why they missed their dose. And the reason why this is so important, well, there's, there's many reasons, but for patients that have serious disease states like cancer, HIV, hepatitis C, for example. These are, the, these are the disease states that we target. And patients that are on medications for these diseases, their reasons for non-adherence aren't always, I forgot, but it might be, this medication is giving me really bad side effects or it's too expensive. But this feedback feature that we have will allow us to get insight into the patient. So you know, we ask the patient at 9.30, via text message or phone call, hey, why did you miss your medication? And we can do this via multiple choice or we can do this via you know, free form response. But we then route the patient's response to a live case manager at the specialty pharmacy. So what's so cool about this is now that case manager can get insight into the patient's reason for non-adherence if it's like intense side effects, for example, and do something about it, like call the patient, talk them through it, ask them more questions, intervene if necessary as opposed to the status quo, which is 
today, we don't know that patients are not adhering to their medication until they're late refilling their next medication or until their next doctor's appointment when they tell them. They tell their doctor, hey, I didn't take my meds. So this solution is a, our solution is a real seamless way to gather this information in real time and do something about it as opposed to having, you know, essentially zero insight, which is the status quo. Yeah, and I could really see how that the, the live time, I mean, to your point, it's got a number of different benefits, one of them being obviously the, the, the economic. I mean, I've, I've said this several times over the past couple of interviews, but the most expensive drug is the one the patient doesn't take. There's that. But also because it would almost seem like not taking your med could easily become a habit. You know, you get this expensive med and you kind of walk out of the doctor's office, perhaps understanding that you're supposed to take it, but then you just sort of fail to. And I would imagine that that in and of itself could become a habit. Exactly. The interventions that our case manager who, who understands the patient's reason for non-adherence, the, intervention, the interventions that they can deliver, you know, it can be something as simple as, well, let me educate you as to why it's so important that you don't skip even one dose of this medication. Or it could be something as intense as, oh, this medication is giving you intense side effects. Maybe we should set up a conversation with your doctor or give you a different medication. But yeah, it, it really runs the gamut. And that's why it's so important to understand from the patient's point of view their thoughts and reasons for skipping a dose or missing a dose. Especially because adherence or non-adherence is, as you put it before, really complicated. And what you're kind of being able to do is automate the pieces that can be automated so that the case managers can spend their time being very productive as opposed to, you know, calling around, asking if people are taking their meds or whatnot. So, so true. Here's a really practical question. Do you have to plug in this bottle? No. I'll tell you sort of our design philosophy in creating the bottle, and then I'll tell you, you know, why it doesn't have to be plugged in, et cetera. So there are other adherence solutions out there, and we looked at the other existing tools. And what we saw with those other solutions is sort of this inherent flaw in that these other tools ask patients who already, who already don't take their meds to go through long and complicated processes to set up and use tools to help them take their meds. So I don't want to disparage any other adherence solutions or tools generally or specifically because a lot of those other tools will add value and improve the health and lives of many patients out there. But for the vast majority of patients, the ones that need help, there was no real tool that would be completely easy to use in the terms of, you know, there's zero setup for the patient and zero uninterrupted workflows. So something that could just fit right into the patient's existing workflows and have the patient do nothing different, but still be able to use this product. So zero setup, no new tasks for the patient to do. Those were the two things that we had to build into the product. I already sort of talked about how the cellular technology inside of the bottle allows the bottle to work anywhere automatically immediately, right? Patient doesn't have to sync it to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. They don't have to, you know, register the bottle. They get it. It's sending data. The other aspect is having the patient do nothing different to use the bottle. So we couldn't create something that said, hey, patient, plug this thing in because now you're asking them to do something different. We also didn't want to have even something as different as like a new type of cap to open the bottle. We have a standard childproof cap. Patients use our bottles just like a normal bottle. 
and we o- everything's monitored in a completely passive way. We only intervene if necessary. But to answer your question about you know the powering of the bottle specifically, every bottle comes just like a cell phone with a battery, and the battery is fully charged when the patient gets it, and it's built into the bottle just like your battery is built into your cell phone. One of the many differences between our bottle and a cell phone is the battery on our bottle lasts 100 days on a single charge, and patients receive the bottle fully charged. Patients don't have to plug it in. They use it just like a normal bottle, and when the bottle's battery level gets low, we send the patient a message. So the patient doesn't even have to remember to charge it. We monitor the power level. When the battery is low, we send the patient a message. They charge it using the provided micro USB cord that we give to every patient with every bottle. But one of the really neat things is that many of our pharma and CRO partners want to give patients new bottles in intervals that are shorter than every 100 days. So most will never even need to charge the bottle. But yeah, it's rechargeable, lasts 100 days on a single charge. Patients don't really have to do anything different. They don't have to keep it plugged in, et cetera. You know, Josh, the one thing that I didn't quite grasp the mm-hmm. the first time that we we spoke was that your solution, it's almost like the, the pill bottle itself, although obviously incredibly ingenious and, you know, you have a patent on it. So that's been noted officially just as big as the, the, the pill bottle is the backend system that you've developed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. H- how, did you, how did you go about inventing this thing? I mean, did you start with the backend system or did you start with the bottle or what was, your, what was your process there? Like you mentioned, we have protections on the bottle. And we are a company that produces a really easy, simple to use piece of hardware. But we really see ourselves as a hardware enabled data and software company. A company that describes themselves as such is only as good as the data that they collect. So we needed a really easy way to collect that data that didn't disrupt workflows, but it's all about what do we do with that data. We looked at the bottle and we said, okay, this is collecting all this really valuable information. What do we want to do with it? And thankfully, my co-founders are geniuses on that end We all had a vision of what we wanted to do with the software, but the question was, could we build a backend system that could do it? And my software team and my co-founders, John and Mike, they they really understood how to leverage that in the right ways. It's all about using what patients are doing to develop really detailed interventions, personalization algorithms based on what sort of interventions will and will not help said patient based on their past behavior, collecting their reasons for non-adherence and building novel adherence solutions off of that, but collecting and analyzing that data in real time in the most accurate and granular way is you know, the heartbeat of this company. That, that backend is what AdhereTech essentially is. Yeah, it sounds like there's, there's three things that are going on. The, the first thing is collecting the data for insight, which I'd love to get into, as promised, a little bit more deeply. But then also you've got the actionable side of the equation. In other words, collecting data, which is going to be used immediately. But then there's probably a third part to the the back end where I'm assuming that nobody's sitting around watching, a, you know, a, a bat monitor with a bat phone going, oh, oh someone's lights beeping. I got to call the case manager. I mean, I'm assuming exactly. that all happens automatically. All 
So there's really two kinds of data being collected, but then there's also a notification system that is at play here. That, that's exactly right. And the way that we like to describe it is, well, first and foremost, safety and security and obeying all regulations. That, that's number one. We are a HIPAA compliant data management company. We are devices and FDA registered class one medical device. You know, then we have a bunch of other certifications on the wireless side, et cetera, and more. But yeah, that data, it, the way that we describe what we do with the data is people will say, well, can you do this? Can you do that? Can the data go here? Can it go there? And we say, wherever you think it should go, we have tools in place to make it go there and to do what needs to be done. So, you know, EHR integration, we're currently designing and developing APIs to make that a reality. Can we share a patient's adherence level with a doctor, but in a non-annoying way? So not like ping the doctor when the patient doesn't take their meds, but have some sort of dashboard where the doctor can log in and say, oh, well, you know, this patient isn't taking their meds. Maybe we don't need to give them a more intense medication. Maybe we just need to make sure they're taking their existing medication. Yes, we can do that. Can we give anonymized aggregate data to pharma companies to say, Patients aren't taking your meds for this side effect that you may not be aware of, or for this reason, not, not necessarily side effect, that you may not be aware of. There's stuff you can do about that. Yes, we, we do that as well. So, yeah, it, it's all about the data and delivering it in the right way. That's where our value lies. And I think that kind of goes back to your earlier point about population health management, that this is exactly the information that would be necessary in order to really determine what or evaluate anything, you know, like how can you define a clinical pathway or, or effectively evaluate out, you know, um, that the outcome of, of any treatment protocol, if you're not quite sure who exactly is following the treatment protocol. An example of that, that we like to use about where current adherence data collection is industry-wide is the following. With the understanding that adherence is the biggest problem in healthcare today, I just want to give you this thought exercise. Imagine if I asked you what you had for dinner last Monday. That would be a tough question to answer. Exactly. Chances are you couldn't answer it. I couldn't answer it either. And even if you could, you probably couldn't give me the like detailed information as to what did you like about the meal, what you didn't like about it, etc. Well, the way that adherence data is currently collected is Patients are asked why they didn't take their meds at a doctor's appointment that occurs sometimes weeks later after these non-adherence events. And not only is the patient's response quite outdated, but the patient is giving one answer for many unique instances of non-adherence. So for the biggest problem in healthcare, our insight is pretty bad. With our solution, we will be able to develop real-time accurate, at-the-moment understanding of the true drivers of non-adherence, and we'll be able to develop novel adherence solutions that leverage those insights. And these adherence solutions, because they're based on insights that have never before been collected, will have application across the population health level, not just the patients using our bottles, but everyone who doesn't take their meds can benefit from these insights. And how are you validating your model? How, how, how are you, are you collecting any, any data which would, would prove out some of these ideas that you have? 
Yeah, yeah. So our bottles have been used by patients since 2013. Been collecting data for you know over a year now, and we we like to keep our secret sauce just that pretty secret. But the data that we're collecting is extremely interesting, and our customers really really like what they see. Not only from a well people that use your bottle or patients that use your bottle, we're seeing drastic increases in adherence in versus control groups. But our customers will say, well, I never understood that this would be a cause or that this would be a good solution or that this would be a reason that patients wouldn't take their meds. So from the real-time improvement of adherence and the data that we're collecting, um, customers are extremely happy. I can see exactly why. I mean, I'm I'm just picturing in my head a story that was in the New York Post recently, which is, you know, where many people get their healthcare data, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was basically disparaging an HIV product for non-adherence, kind of singling it out like it was something special, which was obviously why perhaps the New York Post isn't the best place to get healthcare data. But I think just that article kind of crystallized a really important point that oftentimes a drug's efficacy gets blamed when it's really the adherence that's the problem. And that was a case in point of that misunderstanding occurring. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of, I don't want to say misinformation per se, but just misunderstanding about the general issue of non-adherence in the sense that, yeah, like you said, is the drug really to blame if the patient isn't taking it? And then is the patient to blame if they're having intense side effects? The answer is no and no. No one is to blame in any of these instances. But, you know, we're at the point now where we have technologies like AdhereTech that can really help everyone that people are wrongly accusing of, you know, being at fault here. Yeah, thankfully, we're at the point where not only do these technologies exist, but large healthcare institutions are actively using these technologies. And it's, uh, it's, it's really, the adoption, at least on our side, has been faster than we ever would have guessed. It's, it's been great. Let's get some advice from you, Josh. If I'm responsible for a patient population and I want to improve the adherence of said patient population, how do I get started? I mean, obviously, this is a gigantic issue. But if I've got a couple of hours and I think to myself, all right, today I'm going to begin, what, what could I do? Where do I start? I would say uh, number one is education. So patients are extremely busy. And first and foremost, you know, they're people and they have lives. And oftentimes the pill in their medicine cabinet is not at the forefront of their mind. And that's completely understandable. They don't know that if I miss, if if they miss a dose, the consequence can be X. And a lot of the reasons why they don't know that is because there are different consequences for missing different medications. If you're on oral chemotherapy, it's extremely important that you, that you take every single dose. If you're on, just say, a blood pressure medication, the consequences of missing any single dose are comparatively less dire. There's just so much out there for patients to absorb. Educating them on the drug disease state level is uh, you know, probably the easiest way to get them to take their meds in a, in a short period of time. What's on the horizon for Adhere Tech? What, what do you guys got cooking next? Biggest thing coming up for us is 
we are releasing our Gen 2 smart pill bottle in about, uh, you know, very early Q2 2015, just to describe that technology a bit. Everything, all of our trials, all of our customers currently, they use what we call our Gen 1 bottle. And if you visit our website at heretech.com, if you scroll down about halfway, you can see the Gen 1 and Gen 2 bottle side by side. The Gen 1 bottle works beautifully, but you know we had some learnings in our uh, existing engagements about the form factor, the look and feel of the bottle. What we learned, not surprisingly looking back on it, is that patients want something that looks and feels as much like a normal pill bottle as possible. Our Gen 1 bottle works beautifully, but has a unique form factor. So for Gen 2, we said, keep the exact same technology, but make it look and feel more like a normal bottle. So that's exactly what it's going to do. It's going to have the look and feel of a normal bottle. It's going to be smaller, obvious you know, tweaks here and there that just make everything easier to use, like, for example, a bigger cap to make accessing the medication easier instead of a smaller cap, which we had in Gen 1. But yeah, the Gen 2 bottle, that's the most exciting thing we have going forward. And then building our customer relationships. Like I said, adoption's been better than we ever would have guessed. And whenever we go into a meeting with a pharma company or CRO, they really truly acknowledge the issue of medication non-adherence and want to use our technology to get added insights and improvements. That's the most exciting thing day to day. Yeah, I, I would I would wonder when payers and risk share providers would be interested in this. For example, I'm wondering if a pharmaceutical product, for example, would have a better chance of getting on formulary if it if it came packaged in your your product, for example. Yeah, I'll tell you the way like we're, we think about it today is, like I said, everyone benefits. So why pharma initially? Yeah, like I said, it's because they see the most immediate value. In regard to tar- uh, targeting payers, that is something we will do down the line. But we understand that before payers are willing to write the check for this solution, they need real large data pools that show that our solution not only improves adherence, but improves outcomes, because that's what they really care about. Once we have that, then payers, we really think, will come to the table. And, you know, honestly, like payers have already, we are in, you know, deep due diligence in terms of engagements with payers. But on a large scale, we, we really think we need that outcomes data. I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday and I was talking about patient outcomes and he, and he said, no, if you can figure out how to get the rebates. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Where, that little thing. Yeah, exactly. So where can, where can people reach you for further information, Josh? Anyone in the industry or that's just passionate about adherence, we're always happy to chat and engage with adheretech.com. All one word. Or if you Google smart pill bottle, you'll see us. All of our contact information is uh, on our website. But uh, yeah, please feel free to reach out if you have any questions, thoughts, etc. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. This is a really cool experience. Links to Adhere Tech can be found on RelentlessHealthValue.com. Once again, this is Stacey Richter, and this podcast is sponsored by Franklin HealthCom. 
Did you know that you do not have to remember to download the latest Relentless Health Value podcast each week? You can subscribe. If you subscribe, then the episode will be automatically delivered to you in one of two ways. The first way is via iTunes. If you go to RelentlessHealthValue.com and you look over in the right-hand sidebar, you will see a gigantic orange dot. If you click on that dot, you will be taken over to iTunes. And if you hit subscribe there, then every week in your iTunes library, the podcast will automatically download. If you use the podcast app, it will be extra convenient. The other way to subscribe is by looking right underneath that large orange dot to a little form there that says, get the podcast delivered to your email. If you click on that button and type in your email address, then once a week you will get an email with a link to the podcast. It is very easy to subscribe. I'm so glad that you listened this week. Please interact with us on Twitter. We are at Relentless Health on Twitter, and that would be Relentless with only one S. So Relentless with one S, health. Please definitely feel free to interact with us, leave a comment, ask a question. We'd love to hear from you. And I very much hope that you'll tune in next week.